Hello and welcome to Nobody's Coming to Fix You, a podcast for women, by women, talking all things life, empowerment and transformation. My name is Del Beer. I'm a businesswoman, sustainability advocate, industry leader in my field and have spent my whole career working in the fashion industry, working out what women actually want. I am the creator of the Sandsland Coaching and Transformation Programme and I am your host for this podcast. Joining me throughout the series will be lots of fabulous women, and men too, to talk about how we can share the best hacks to live our best lives. Hello, Happy New Year and welcome to this special New Year's episode of Nobody's Coming to Fix You. As you know by now, this podcast was created to give women advice, hacks and tips to help them live their most successful life. The podcast is part of Santalan, a 12-month programme to help you achieve your life goals. Obviously now in January, it feels very timely because we're all thinking about how to improve our lives. But the reality is that very few of us will be actually successful as we endeavour to find motivation and stay focused throughout the duration of our goal setting. And that's why Santalan is different. We don't think it's possible to achieve your goals on your own. And we also know that the success of your goals is often dependent on many other factors in your life, which we often don't recognise. Our coaches work with you on every aspect of your life. And so whether it's relationships, career, launching a business, a side hustle, dealing with friendship, we're with you all the way throughout your Santalan journey. The next programme starts on the 2nd of February and it kicks off with a four-day immersion in the beautiful Wilderness Reserve in Suffolk. Once we've established your goals over the four days, we will work with you for the next 12 months, coaching you every single month with only your goals in mind. We've only got a few places left and so if you are interested, please get in touch on www.sansland.com and we'd love to talk to you and see if this is the best way for you to achieve your goals in 2024. I've always believed that you can live the life that you choose and not the one that you're in. Last year when I quit my job, I decided that there were loads of things that I wanted to do, like launch this podcast, create a retreat programme for women and qualify as an executive coach to train and support other women. And the thing that I realised more than anything was that nobody was going to help me to do any of those things. I'd have to get off my own backside and make it happen. Now, I probably wouldn't recommend doing all three things together like I did, making for a very busy 2023. But I'm really pleased that I ended the year having completed my course, recorded eight episodes of the podcast, and I'm now finishing off the preparation for our first retreat in February. If you're listening to this and thinking, gosh, my life is stuck, there is no way out and great things always happen to other people, then I'm sorry to say that's simply not true. Your life might not feel successful as per today's definition of success, but that doesn't mean that small and relevant changes are not possible in your life. Honestly, every one of us can improve our lives. We just have to put our minds to it. So the point of the podcast was to empower women to take steps in their life to create transformation and change. And the idea was that the guests we would invite onto the show would be able to talk about one or more of the key four pillars of Santalan. And those four pillars are number one, transformation, number two, relationships, number three, health and well-being, and last, personal branding. And I'm so proud that we were able to bring so many fabulous women onto the podcast when it was completely new 
and for all of their support and their time, I am so grateful. So there was so much content that we discussed in these last weeks that I thought it'd be great to do a New Year's recap of the top subjects that we discussed. So today we're going to focus on the seven key topics and the first one is self-love. And no one talks more eloquently about self-love than Sally B, our first podcast guest. Sally B is the most beautiful human being and someone who has dealt with so much adversity in her life. She is the person who has had five heart attacks before the age of 50, but you wouldn't know it when you meet her. She emits so much positivity and happiness. She not only keeps herself positive because of her health challenges and despite her health challenges, she actually suffers from depression. But she's found the tools that help her every single day to navigate her way through. She's also incredible because she has so much self-love. And the thing that I remember about our first meeting was her referring to herself as a hottie, which made me giggle. And then she referred to me as a hottie, which made me recoil because that's not how I see myself. I realised that she lives in this lovely bubble of self-love where everything around her is positive. Everything is about love. She sees the beauty in herself and she sees the beauty in other people. She made me feel like I'd known her all my life after my very first meeting with her. She said some really interesting things about self-love. Here are some of her best quotes from her podcast. So you have to challenge yourself all the time. Every morning I wake up, I have depression. I I have depression. I take antidepressants medication along with all my heart meds. I'm very open about that fact and I will for the rest of my life. I also struggle with anxiety. I struggle with self-doubt. Don't we all? Yeah. You know, most people listening would say they do too. The difference is I choose not to accept it. So when I wake up in the morning, always every night before I go to sleep, my last thought is, will I wake up in the morning? Because I live with this condition and obviously it scares me. So that's always my first thought. But then I wake up in the morning and my first thought is, oh goodness, thank you. Thank you, Mm. God, I've woken up today. But then the worry and the depression steps in and, and I can be on the floor. And I think, no, I don't want to live my life like this. Every day is precious. So therefore, I go through a process of changing my mindset. I get in the shower. I have what I call a positivity shower, which is just this water washing over me. I imagine it as positivity water washing away my negative thoughts. Nice. When the negative thoughts are gone, I just replace them with grateful thoughts. So when you're grateful, I'm thinking, oh, my kids are all good. My husband's good. My this is good. My that, you know. I've woken up this morning, that's good. Oh, the sun's shiny as well, that makes everything even better. And when you start thinking like that, you can't feel sad, you can't focus on self-doubt. So I'm just changing the focus. And then I genuinely have a good day. Now, what I could do is just accept my low mood, in which case I would want to be invisible. Mm. But I think partly because of what I've been through, I know I don't have to accept what is delivered to me every morning when I wake up. She then went on to say, However, I've made it. I'm 55. And, you know, I'm still a hottie. Let's face it. For sure. I'm still a hottie. In my eyes. I I think in everyone's eyes, That's the only way I can look at life. Because the minute I don't think I am, then I won't be anymore. 
So whatever you believe will be. And last of all, she said. I always say when I'm doing my talks and my coaching that do you love your best friend because she's perfect? And people go, no. Do you love your best friend because she's the slimmest body mm. you've ever known? No. Do you love your best friend because her hair is just, no. So why don't we love ourselves? Because we're yeah. not perfect. We haven't got yeah. the perfect body, face, hair, nothing. No. But why, why don't we love ourselves? And, and that's exactly what you're saying. You have to be kind on yourself. So that's part of the journey, I think. And that's what I do write about in the book is don't waste any time on judging yourself. Mm. I write a whole chapter in there called Waste of Time where I go back to my 20s and I was living in London, I was modeling and acting, I was traveling the world, I was being flown all over the place and I thought I was horrible, fat and ugly. I had no self-confidence in the way I looked at all. Now, when I hit my 30s, I look back to my 20s and thought, what was I worrying about? Mm. God, I was gorgeous. My 30s were spent bringing up three babies and having heart attacks and living in jeans and hair in a ponytail and no makeup because I was so busy bringing up these children. So I thought I was fat and ugly. And then I got to my 40s, looked back at my 30s, and I thought, what was I worrying about? I was gorgeous. And then it suddenly dawned on me, finally, in my 40s, I thought, what? How many more decades am I going to waste when you never get that day back, you no. never get that decade no. back, you never get this hour back. So why on earth would I waste it on self-doubt? Sure. So I decided there and then that I would never do that again, and I never have. So now I'm sure to some people I probably come across as incredibly, I don't know what the word would be, arrogant or self-righteous or whatever, when I say things like, well, I'm gorgeous, I'm a hottie. But I have to believe that because I've spent far too long believing the opposite. The second topic I want to explore is being your authentic self, a fundamental aspect we hold dear here at Santalan and on this podcast. It's truly the cornerstone of our ethos. I mean, why would we exist in a world where we mask who we truly are? Why present ourselves in a way we believe others want to see, forgetting our genuine selves in the process? Eventually, we will probably reach a point of frustration where we walk away, feeling disconnected from our real identity. On this podcast, I often discuss women leaving the workplace, and a significant reason behind this trend, I believe, is the feeling that there's no space for their authentic selves. When Jane Shepperson was on the podcast, her insights resonated deeply with many. She spoke about being labelled as difficult. And I distinctly remember telling her that it's not about being difficult, it's about being genuine, embracing your true self without this facade of perfection. I think now more than ever, authenticity is crucial. Some may argue that it's challenging due to the cancel culture that scrutinises our every action and word. But I believe the world needs courageous leaders. We need individuals unafraid to express their thoughts boldly. Living life with courage doesn't mean being rude or dismissive. Such behaviour is always unacceptable, but it's about proudly showing your authenticity and encouraging others to do the same. I think it's vital to introspect and ask, who am I and what life do I seek in order to strive forward, embracing your most authentic self? This was Jane on the podcast. Keep your passion, try not to compromise and 
yeah, t- try to just just do what really fires you up, what really keeps you passionate, and don't don't allow yourself to sort of be pushed around and yeah. in, into the wrong job or the wrong brand or whatever. Just keep the fire going. I think that's what's really important. On the topic of being yourself, I think it links in really well with the conversation I had with the fabulous Joe Glynn Smith, a very talented career coach who left a career at Harper's Bazaar to start a new life as a coach. One of her special focus areas is personal branding. And although that feels like a rather overused phrase at the moment, I do believe it is very important. I think over the last 10 years or so, we didn't realise the impact of first digitisation and then COVID and latterly working from home. And over the years, our world has become more and more faceless and remote. I think it becomes harder and harder for people to get to know you as you spend more time at home, behind a computer screen. And I think it makes the idea of a personal brand more important because people want to know who you are and what you're about. It's not like you need to walk around with some like personal brand CV, but I think it's really helpful if people can learn about you as a person because they may not be going to the pub with you or meeting you in the canteen as they previously did. So sometimes by attending networking events or posting some comments on social media or contributing to some articles helps people to learn a little bit more about you. And I think that nothing bad will come from building your personal brand. And I don't think it's something that you need to spend too much time on, but I also think you shouldn't ignore it either. Here's what Joe Glynn Smith had to say about top ways to improve your personal brand. If we go through the three that I was talking about, we might as well go back to that because it is, so we talk about, so presence and performance. So I would observe yourself in action. So stand, imagine yourself standing outside you in a meeting and look in and be as objective as you can and try to write down what it is that you see. And if everything that you see is great, it's completely aligned with who you want to be and what you want to communicate, then great. And if it isn't, just make some small changes. Okay, so that's the number one thing. The digital footprint is pretty obvious, but maybe it's not. Look at your LinkedIn. What does that say about you? Look at your social feed. If if it doesn't align with your LinkedIn or what you want to do with your work, but you've got all these lovely hobbies that make you really happy, make it private because you might people might find it otherwise or if you're really happy for that to be found because it's an interesting story mm. in an interview then great you know that might be really fantastic um but if it's like you know really hedonistic and carnage and you're trying to be you know a judge maybe you want to kind of <laughs> cut that off um so that so that's so, so, so did, i think just tidy it up tidy it up like make sure your linkedin profile picture is up to date the number of people i coach who've got a picture that's 15 years old I was one of those what? up until a few months ago. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really common. Most people don't know where to get a picture done. Yeah. Right? But just find a way. White wall. iPhones are amazing or phone is amazing. Take a picture. Make yourself look half decent or whatever it is that you want to communicate. Take a picture and put it up. Um, and make sure that you've got the, the long thing at the back, the long picture at the back that has to communicate something as well. It just can't be blue. And then we spoke about societal conditioning, which was a really interesting chat. Michelle Minikan, author of Good Girl Deprogramming and honestly one of the most interesting people I met last year, came onto the podcast. She shared insights from her book, highlighting how many of our actions today stem from generations old conditioning. She emphasised that until we acknowledge and identify these ingrained norms, 
will continue to operate under their influence without evolving beyond them. She said that breaking these conditioning patterns is the key to our growth and transformation. Michelle unveiled her book in November, but what I foresee for 2024 is the birth of a movement. I believe she sparked something that will bring women together to dismantle long-standing conditioning. So definitely keep an eye on this space. Next up, we had the pleasure of meeting Fiona Hathorne, whose perspectives resonated deeply with the values of our podcast and Santalan. As a CEO of Women on Boards, Fiona essentially wears two hats. One involves supporting individuals in their career growth within larger organisations, while the other revolves around aiding women to secure board positions. In our conversation, Fiona candidly shared that while she can assist people to a certain extent, the pursuit of the life and career they desire ultimately rests upon their shoulders, a sentiment that supports everything this podcast stands for. Her guidance on joining a board was truly enlightening. It wasn't just valuable advice for those eyeing board roles. It challenged the conditioned belief that certain opportunities are only available at specific stages in your life. Her insights shattered those limitations, showing that age, seniority or prior experience are not barriers. In fact, she illustrated that one could embark on a board role in their teens, be part of a shadow board in their 20s, and at some point, their board career might even surpass their primary career. It was a thought-provoking revelation, dismantling societal conditioning and programme perceptions that we have about a role on a board. The final podcast of the year featured Tiff Dark, a remarkable woman who always comes across as very easygoing and humble, but is an actual ass-kicking powerhouse. Her journey from being the Sunday Times editor of Style magazine, a significant role in itself, to her other ventures is truly fascinating. But what truly captivates is Tiff's decision to pause and pursue sustainability qualifications, leveraging this education to create the exquisite boutique Agora at the Six Senses Hotel in Ibiza, and also to conceptualise the Rule of Five. Now, I must admit, when I first heard about the Rule of Five, I did find myself rolling my eyes. Despite my background in fashion and sustainability, I did question the need for more rules. You know, life is challenging enough and I was wary of depriving people of simple pleasures. However, over time, something shifted within me. The rule of five began to influence my mindset. I had to discover alternative ways to fulfill my shopping needs. And by the year's end, I had achieved her goal of limiting myself to five new items. Surprisingly, the real revelation wasn't the number of clothing items purchased, but really it was about re-evaluating our relationship with fashion. And I think it's because for so many of us, buying clothes is synonymous with any new beginnings that we have, maybe a new job, a wedding, a holiday. Society has conditioned us to crave newness. And then fast fashion being so affordable only fueled this desire. Tiff's challenge allowed us to reassess our connection with fashion. And I think what struck me profoundly was her revelation that many women embrace this challenge not for sustainability reasons, but because they wanted to break free from the consumerism treadmill. Listen to her talk about the fashion diet. And you know what? The most interesting response to me was that the people who jumped on board overwhelmingly did not jump on board because they cared about climate. They jumped on board because they were just sick of buying so much stuff. Mm. You know, they felt like their wardrobes were overflowing that their consumption habits had got out of control, that they needed to stop spending. 
Um, and so they, it, it's basically a fashion diet. It's, what, you know, how to lose your fashion weight. And finally, there's my story. So Mumbai stands as this pivotal moment in my life, an entrepreneurial leap of faith. It was when I bid farewell to a well-paid London corporate career and ventured off to India with nothing but a suitcase and big dreams to start my own business. And one thing I would say is that amidst the highs and lows of that journey, one lesson stands out. Seize the opportunities while you possess the courage. Because with age, certain resistances will start to creep in. And it's really vital that you pursue your dreams whilst you have that fearless spirit burning inside you. And as Mumbai holds a special place in my heart, it was really lovely that we could launch the podcast there. And it was very generous of Soho House Mumbai to provide their cinema for a live audience recording, an opportunity for which I'm incredibly grateful. So that was it for 2023. The podcast only started six weeks before the end of the year, but I'm really proud of the content that we were able to deliver and so grateful to the fabulous guests who agreed to come on a brand new podcast without knowing what it was going to be about. Thank you so much for the leap of faith. I'm so excited for 2024 and we will continue to bring super guests onto the podcast who will all come with their experience and their tips and tricks and hacks of how we can all lead a better life this year. If there's any particular topics that you want us to cover, then reach out to us. I really hope 2024 is a great year for everyone. And remember, it's your life and what you make of it is up to you. And most importantly, nobody is coming to fix you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Nobody's Coming to Fix You. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please follow us and subscribe for future episodes. If you have any questions about the content of this show, all the details will be in the show notes. You can also reach out to us on Instagram and TikTok at Santaland Coaching. Nobody's Coming to Fix You is brought to you by Santaland, a 12-month coaching and transformation program for women. To learn more, please go to www.santaland.com. I'm your host, Albia. Until next time, stay well.